Welcome to this AMR audio interview, sponsored by the transactions of the ASME, Applied Mechanics Reviews, and the Applied Mechanics Division within ASME. I'm your host, Harry Dankovich, and also the editor of Applied Mechanics Reviews. Applied Mechanics Reviews is an international review journal that serves as a premier venue for dissemination of material across all sub-disciplines of applied mechanics and engineering science, including fluid and solid mechanics, heat transfer, dynamics and vibration, and applications. This series of AMR audio interviews features personal reflections of my guests on matters pertaining to all aspects of applied mechanics research, including past, current, and predicted research trends, a professional career in science and academia, scientific dissemination and peer review, public engagement and impact, and curricular innovation and developments. We hope that you find the AMR interviews a valuable complement to the perhaps less personal and more technically focused material available through the AMR journal, as well as other technical journals in the area of applied mechanics. I'm excited to present to you today's guest, Professor Shigang Suo of the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Professor Suo was born in 1963 in the city of Xi'an in Shanxi province in China. Between 1981 and 1986, he attended the Zhaotong University in Xi'an. He transferred to Harvard in 1986, completed his Master of Science thesis work in 1987, and his doctoral dissertation in 1989, with a PhD in Engineering Sciences titled Interface Fracture Mechanics. Following his graduation and a brief postdoctoral research fellow stint at Harvard, he joined the University of California Santa Barbara faculty in the Department of Mechanical and Environmental Engineering in the fall of 1989. In 1995, he was promoted to professor with a joint appointment with the Materials Department. Between 1997 and 2003, Suo held a professor position in the Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering Department at Princeton University and finally returned to his graduate alma mater, Harvard, and the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences in 2003. Suo's research interests and expertise center around fundamental concepts in solid mechanics and their application to modern technology with particular emphasis on deformation and mass transport, for example, in soft active materials, such as dielectric elastomers and polymeric gels. Other areas include the mechanics of flexible electronics, self-assembly of nanostructures, and anisotropic elasticity. He holds the U.S. patent jointly with Sigurd Wagner and Stephanie Lacour on stretchable and elastic interconnects. Professor Suo is a recipient of a number of distinguished awards, most recently the 2012 Prager Medal from the Society of Engineering Sciences. He was awarded the Pi Tau Sigma Gold Medal from the ASME in 1994 and the Eric Reisner Medal from the International Conference on Computational Engineering and Science in 2000. He is an ASME Fellow, a member of the U.S. National Academy of Engineering, and twice recipient of an award for excellence in teaching from the Engineering Council at Princeton University. During his career, Professor Suo has advised a large number of PhD students and postdoctoral scholars, many of whom have gone on to academic and research careers. He's authored nearly 300 technical papers, which have been cited more than 16,000 times. Among his most cited papers are a joint publication with John Hutchinson on mixed-mode cracking in layered materials, which appeared in 1992 in Advances in Applied Mechanics, and a joint publication with David Barnett, Chen Min Kuo, and John Willis on fracture mechanics for piezoelectric ceramics from the Journal of the Mechanics and Physics of Solids, also in 1992. Finally, Professor Suo serves as editor of the International Journal of Applied Mechanics since 2009 and as member of the editorial boards of several other prominent journals in applied mechanics and engineering science. 
In 2009 and 2011, he co-chaired the first and second China-America Frontiers of Engineering Symposium, a joint meeting of the Chinese Academy of Engineering and the U.S. National Academy of Engineering. In 2006, he co-founded iMechanica, whose mission is to use the Internet to enhance communication among mechanicians and to pave the way to evolve online all knowledge of mechanics. The interview you're about to hear was recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, on October 11th, 2012. Professor Suo, welcome to this AMR audio interview. Thank you. In the very last bit of my description of your biography and your, your ongoing activities, I mentioned iMechanica, and I sort of wanted to focus a little bit on, on that in the beginning. Uh, as of now, there's 30,000 people who are currently registered on the website. Yes. What type of activities do they engage in? What kind of service and, and uh, opportunities does the website offer them? So iMechanica, um, you can read everything without registration. But if you want to write anything, you need to register. Typically, when people write, they post, uh, if they have a job, mm -hmm. uh, advertisement. Uh, in the old days, the job advertisement was mainly for, for assistant professor position. Uh, now, uh, people even post a PhD position. Mm -hmm. And also companies uh, post job ads. Job and all these are free. And, uh, of course, uh, people also uh, post teaching material. For example, there's a one person recently, Henry Tan. He is teaching in a university in Britain. Uh, he teaches a course on some aspect of energy. Uh, he actually invited all his students to participate in discussion. This thread of discussion mm -hmm. goes on hundreds of uh, discussion uh, comments. And, and what prompted you to start this website and this forum in the first place? Ah. That's interesting. In 2005, I was invited to be on the executive committee of uh, ASME Applied Mechanics Division. So I was thinking what to do. Then I noticed my son, a second son, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. He seems to know everything. Uh, so in particular, he was uh, very interested in gadgets. He can tell pro and cons. I don't know, where do you get all this kind of information? Uh, then he introduced me to this online world. At that time, I was very conventional. I used the internet maybe only in two ways, sending emails, reading emails, and uh, download PDF files. Mm -hmm. uh, my son introduced me to this world. I said, wow, this is, this is wonderful. Uh, especially, he said, um, I should focus on forum because uh, that's a place for discussion. That's uh, how I got the idea. I got idea uh, from my son. Yeah. I immediately realized um, the technical community is actually quite advanced in terms of communication. Because mm -hmm. we have conferences, yeah. we have journals. However, our journals and uh, conferences were slow. So I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to really accelerate the kind of communication we already had. My um, co-founder was a former student, Chen Li. He came out of China more recently than, than I did. He said, oh, this is just BBS in China. Because in China, BBS yes. uh, was uh, very popular, still is very popular. It's like a posting, posting board uh, type yes, of uh, discussion yeah. forum. Service. Right, yeah. discussion yeah. Uh, forum yeah. uh, among university students. Yeah, he was very familiar with this kind of thing. And did the two of you set it up or you had the technical help? To... Uh, that's very interesting. So I had this idea. So uh, I talked to our IT person. 
IT person introduced me several fancy things. Or I tried to use them; it was just too difficult for me. Or I thought、uh, if it was too difficult for me, maybe it would be difficult for other people.、Mm-hmm. Then I wondering in bookstore. In those days, I still went lot to bookstores. Almost every week, I went to bookstore to find something、uh, unexpected. I wandered off to computer、uh, computer engineering section. So I picked up a book. This book introduced three softwares,、uh, pieces of software. So one is Drupal. The second is、uh, WordPress. The third one I forgot is PP something. Three pieces. I just study this book.、Mm-hmm. The book edited together is extremely well done. I still have that book. It was、uh, clear to me that Drupal should be good for us. It's open source software. It turns out it's an incredibly lucky choice. I didn't know anything. I wasn't、mm-hmm. professional.、It's、just easy to use、mm-hmm. uh, for me. Uh, so I actually configured everything myself. I see. I see.、Uh, it, it, it was a lucky choice because、uh, Drupal later on turned out to be a winner in that space. So over the years, I have resisted、uh, making modifications or hiring people to make modifications of this software. I know that will not last. We cannot sustain that. So we will rely on open source software.、Mm-hmm. Just reconfigure it in the way that、uh, somebody like me can do. I imagine in the beginning there was a fair amount of feedback where they were suggesting things that were missing. Presumably, those kinks were ironed out. Are you still finding that there are features that are missing, or things that, if only you had the time, you would want to add, or that people have requested? Yes. Initially, there was a period, a very exciting period. People were genuinely, genuinely enthusiastic,、mm-hmm. wanted this to work.、Uh, now you ask.、Uh, Things are still missing. Some things like a, a video. To some extent, the video problem is solved. All you really need to do is a is a create a link. Yeah. So、sure. people have to do that.、Yeah. Few people. Do you、that. can embed.、Obviously. Yeah, we can also yeah. embed. Yeah.、Uh, that is a, is an option. So in, in to some extent,、um, all the features are already there. Yeah. It's just not as convenient as、uh, Facebook. So people don't really use. This roundabout way、uh, regularly. In our technical community, we have other ways of communicating through、yeah. journal yeah. papers,、um, conferences, and I, I, on looking at at the iMechanica website, have seen how maybe material that has appeared in a journal paper or maybe that was presented at a conference will result in a conversation、yeah. or you know discussion on iMechanica. Do you find that it goes the other direction as well? I mean, do you believe that you've closed the loop here so that the The conversation that takes place in in the virtual environment of of a forum, online forum, transfers over to、uh, an active discussion at a meeting at a conference. Oh yeah, yeah,、uh, it really happened. I give you a specific example. It's a terrific story. Some years ago, I started to look into gels, polymeric gels、uh-huh. that involve a polymer network,、yeah. and the water、uh, migrate into the network.、Yeah. Swell a lot, so think of a diaper. Diaper is、uh, consists yeah, of a lot of、uh, hydrogels.、Uh, it was a new field for me.、Uh, I didn't know very much about literature. Looked very confusing. So what I did、uh, was I start to teach. I drafted my notes. I wrote down a set of general equations、yeah. that seem to describe the coupling between deformation of the network and the migration of a solvent, thermodynamic framework. 
So I posted it online. I did not publish it to a journal. I posted it online as part of my、uh, teaching notes. Within days, there was an Indian fellow. At that time, he was a postdoc at Northwestern. Within days, he posted a comment. He said, "Professor Su,、uh, your posting is、uh, very interesting. But have you read uh, this uh, great article by、uh, Gibbs?" I did not. But、uh, Gibbs' book, of course, was on my shelf.、Uh-huh. Over the years, I look into Gibbs' book many, many, many times.、Yeah. But I never realized that Gibbs talked about this kind of thing. About this problem.、Huh? Yeah. Yes. At that time. When was、uh, the book written? Oh, the the book was、um, you know eighteen seventy, late eighteen hundreds. And that time,、uh, polymer was not even identified.、Sure. Uh, the molecular structure yes, was、right. not even known.、Right. So I was amazed. I, I don't know if you ever try to look uh, uh, at Gibbs' book. It's not a kind of book you can learn a subject. Not for me, anyway.、Mm-hmm. But it's a tremendous、uh, tool.、Mm-hmm. Once you、uh, vaguely know something、mm-hmm. or know something extremely well,、yeah. you want to look into to see how Gibbs talked about it. I see. It turns out Gibbs was talking about a solid absorbing liquid, and he formulated complete thermodynamic theory, including finite deformation、uh, and nominal stress. All that a generality.、Yeah. In just a few pages, and and it turns out my formulation is exactly like that. Okay, yeah, it's unbelievable. Exactly like that. I also have the、um, diffusion part, but it turns out、uh, what I did was not really original. But、uh, because of this connection pointed out to me by this Indian fellow、yeah. Guru, now yeah, we yeah. know this, his name, it turns out a lot of other people before me was not original either. So Gibbs already did it in、sure. its total generality. Yes. But it hadn't quite received the attention then. Exactly.、Yeah. Anyway, we actually went on published that polymer、yeah. uh, gel work, and the paper actually is a highly cited paper. Okay. Uh, by now, nearly hundred citations.、Yeah. We published two o eight. So for、That's、mechanics、right. paper, good, it's、yeah. it's a, it's a, it's doing very well. But the paper, in hindsight, I don't think has anything really new in it. Uh, it combines uh, uh, Griffith's uh, thermodynamic theory and throw in a little bit of kinetics that's compatible to thermodynamics. But for people n- know continuum mechanics really well, that kind of construction is inevitable. If we don't, we didn't do it. Other people will do、yeah. it. And also, but we also combined this、uh, continuum theory with、uh, statistical mechanical theory created.、Uh, Actually, many years ago, by Nobel laureate Paul Flory, polymer science. So basically, we packaged these things together, yeah, three yeah. things together. Maybe this packaging was done for the first time.、Uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure.、Uh-huh. We over the years we checked the literature. Maybe people cited our work for that reason. For the first time,、the、people can yeah. yeah completion. People can do boundary value problem. If you miss a piece, you cannot do boundary value problem. This problem of、uh, of a liquid swelling a, a, an object. You in your talk yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, when you were、uh, speaking of、uh, lithium ions and and grains、Battery. that would the batteries exactly that would swell and. <laughs> Thank you for making that connection. That's another terrific story. I know precise date I was introduced to the subject of lithium ion battery. A young fellow by the name、uh, Han Qinjiang. He was a young faculty at a university in Arizona. He invited me to give a talk. It happened in January 2008. So I went on visit.、Uh, I talked about、uh, another topic, but、uh, the topic I wanted to engage him was、uh, gel. 
that he was a world expert on implementing continuum theory to Abacus. So he was interested. But then at the end, he said, "Oh, Zhigong, by the way, do you know your theory also applied, seem to apply to lithium-ion battery? And also recently, there is a new paper published by Cui Yi Group、uh, from Stanford. They showed that silicon can swell several hundred percent strength and still survive, kind of like your hydrogen." If you think lithium as water、mm-hmm. migrate into、mm-hmm. the network, you recognize、mm-hmm. that connection、mm-hmm. yourself. Well, I didn't know about、uh, yeah. lithium-ion battery, but it sounds、sure. exciting topic. It's、yeah. yeah. energy, right? Everybody try to find an angle、yeah. into the energy field. Very soon, somebody else、uh, on the faculty at Harvard invited Yeming Chang, the founder of、uh, A One Two Three Company. He was a MIT professor. He came to Harvard to give a seminar. That was eye-opening for me as well, and also at that time I remember was a very impressive piece about him, and a kind of lawsuit he was involved in about this A one two three this uh, p- patent lawsuit. And this is a company that specializes in、uh, battery, battery lithium-ion battery, yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps the largest battery company、mm-hmm. in the United States. I see. So all these came together、yeah. seems to be. Very exciting field. Well, in in two thousand eight, yeah, in in, in the beginning of two thousand eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning two thousand eight. So I think、uh, Ye Mingchang came to give a talk in March or something.、Uh-huh. Yeah, all, all begin within a few months. Then we did something terrific. At that time, I had already had a large group of students.、Uh, I also had a, a terrific collaborator, Professor Yus Velasek. Yes, his office、uh, is next door.、Yeah. He is an experimentalist. I'm a theoretician, so we collaborate. We already wrote a couple of papers, quite a few papers、mm-hmm. together.、Mm-hmm. Had joined students, so we had an idea. So we just have students organize a brainstorm session.、Mm-hmm. The goal is write a proposal、mm-hmm. to NSF.、Uh, that's a superficial goal, but once you write a proposal, you know what you what you want to do.、Yeah. And of course, the proposal hopefully hopefully will bring you money. And、uh, there's one student. A woman student.、Uh, she's now faculty at、um, UT Austin. She volunteered to be the ring leader. So、uh, she basically divided the subject, the battery, into multiple、uh, sub areas. So one person would look at anodes, one person would look at cathodes,、yeah. one person look at electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, and、um, yeah. So there are maybe five, six, or maybe seven people、uh-huh. involved. Each one has、uh, one particular topic. Yeah, and these are students at different levels.、So. Yeah, students at different levels.、Uh, yeah, even student, first year student. Yeah, and then each week,、uh, a student was scheduled by Nanshu to give a presentation, and everybody else just critique. Should we think about this? Should you go back to look at literature about that? So it was、uh, extremely exciting for students and、yeah. and for for us and I. Because、yes. the professors are just too busy.、Yes. Uh, the resources we have was really our memories of our past. We didn't have time. We didn't have、uh, energy. <laughs> But students had energy yeah, and、uh, and had time,、yeah. and they didn't have much of a memory.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually a blessing、them. to stop them from doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a blessing because、right. they were not biased.、Yes. So that was a terrific experience. And、uh, one thing lead to another. We actually finished a proposal.、Mm-hmm. The proposal, I th- I believe, was submitted to NSF two o o nine. It was rejected. 
Yuse and I both felt that was our best proposal ever career yeah. in the entire career. Yes. So we proposed something really important. Yes. And at that time, there was already some mechanics literature. The kind of thing people talk about was, oh, you have a atom diffused into a, a solid, so it's kind of like a gel because some place you have a more lithium, other place you have a less lithium. Yeah. You induce a stress field. So people spend a lot of time to calculate stress field, but we identify several things. First, calculating the stress, you're you're still in the middle of the conversation. The question is whether the battery will sustain stress or not, whether you have fracture or not.、Uh-huh. Stress, nobody cares about stress、uh-huh. if it doesn't cause fracture or doesn't have any functional effect. So that's one piece we identified. The other piece is、um, you need to do experiment to measure stress.、Uh-huh. So we proposed、uh, measure stress by wafer curvature. Yuse is an expert. He did his thesis, part of his thesis, or part of his assistant professor project、yeah. was on wafer curvature measurement, and that was a natural thing for us to propose. And fraction mechanics was my thesis topic.、Right. That was a natural thing for me to propose.、Sure. And the third piece, I think, it was incredibly、uh, creative、uh, at that point. Anyway, silicon can absorb、uh, so much lithium. One silicon absorb four point four up to four point four lithium atoms. The volume expansion strain is uh, uh, more than three hundred percent. It is virtually unheard of in inorganic field. For polymer, it's okay.、Mm-hmm. The silicon atoms must rearrange themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So we re- realize it's a form of plasticity.、Uh-huh. It's different from metal plasticity.、Uh-huh. Atoms have to move around liquid-like behavior, although at a maybe very very energy losses. Yeah, energy losses with high viscosity, so to speak. Right, right. right? It has to work that way. If atoms have to remember all their neighbors, meaning it's elastic, you cannot accommodate such large strain. So we propose that idea. That that probably is very original. It it is original idea. It turns out now by now everybody is doing that. Well, I was very upset. But at that time, I was doing quite well with polymer gels,、mm-hmm. and、um, I was into polymer field. I was totally happy with it.、Mm-hmm. Forget about it. So we actually managed to finish one paper、mm-hmm. on battery.、Uh, that paper was submitted to journals. Was also being rejected twice.、Mm-hmm. It turns out a very good paper.、Yeah. It was a perhaps the first paper. Now we know better. It's not first paper, but a first few paper.、Mm-hmm. That really put fraction mechanics into this in context. context. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a kind of influential in, the, in that regard. The main problem was、uh, the community wasn't right. It's a different community. Yeah. And then we changed to another journal. Eventually, the paper、uh, was published, and eventually, my colleague also resubmit that proposal. Yes. And it was funded okay, second yeah, year yeah, yeah. by now in multiple groups、yeah. using exactly that setup,、yes. wafer curvature, thin film setup、yeah. to measure stress. It is a natural thing to do. You're listening to an Applied Mechanics Reviews audio interview from October 11th, 2012, with Professor Shigang Suo of the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Harvard University. I'm your host, Harry Dankovich. In your bio, I read that your elementary school was affiliated with Shaotong University. What what did that mean that it was affiliated? Ah, so in China, each university actually houses its entire faculty. 
So I was even uh, brought up in university affiliated kindergarten. So, so your parents were with the university. Yeah, faculty. Uh-huh. They were both faculty at the university. Eventually, I got my bachelor degree. And so, what, what were their fields? Uh, English. So uh, before Cultural Revolution, they were teaching uh, Russian. Russian, I see. So for yes. some years, maybe for ten yes. years. Yes. And during Cultural Revolution, they didn't do anything. The university was closed. Was closed, yeah. And after Cultural Revolution, or actually in the later part of Cultural Revolution,、right. they were taught English, and then they became English professors.、Ah. It's incredible. But it's an interesting. I, I wasn't aware of the fact that that it was this decision made that English was going to be the、yeah. the language of value. That's an, what a smart decision. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you were so you were at this affiliated elementary school <laughs>、yeah. from 1970 to、uh, 70. How long? Seventy-six. Are、uh, seventy-six. And so that's would be considered primary school,、uh, right? Hi, and, uh, and then、yeah. high school is sort of the next five years or so. Is that what you have? Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Did you at that time in high school? I would maybe it's a preconception here, but would the Chinese education system be much more specialized already at, at the high school level to 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 find students with particular talents and? Yeah, they only divided into two two categories.、Mm-hmm. One is a humanity,、mm-hmm. the other is a science and engineering.、Uh, but most people, if you can do math、uh, or, or if you can manage,、uh, yeah. you you do science and engineering. Science,、huh? In China, at least that's my perception,、uh, maybe bias, that、uh, engineering and science were regarded so much higher、yeah. than anything else. I see.、Uh, maybe less so today. So in those years, was terrific years. In hindsight. Didn't feel that way when when I was a、uh, little. There's a great man, Deng Xiaoping. You probably heard that name.、Sure, yeah. Became the leader.、Yeah. So in China, if you're a good leader, you're very powerful. You can really make things happen. So he was engaged in rebuilding China,、yeah. modernize China. His goal was initially very modest. Uh, just uh, people uh, can uh, have enough to eat,、uh, modernize a little bit. And at that time, clearly, engineering is such top thing. I would say even more important than science. I see. So we were so proud to be engineer.、Mm-hmm. Coming to this country, of course, we had a cultural shock. So you, you got first like lawyer, doctors, <laughs> scientists, engineer、yeah. <laughs> at the top,、yeah. bottom. It's unbelievable. I, guess, I think it's true of, of much of the、uh, Asian continent that engineering、uh, yeah. is considered very highly. And perhaps yeah, also, perhaps things also changed a little bit.、Uh-huh. Uh, for example, science has been、uh, more appreciated,、uh-huh. sure. rightly so. When country really want to. Explore new frontiers, yeah, yeah. right beyond current、uh, practice. So, scientific way of thinking is important, and also、um, business becomes more appreciated.、Uh-huh. And of course, doctors and lawyers and, and, and <laughs> so middle class builds up, and you need all these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have this honorary professorship at, at Xi'an Shantong. Yeah, you're back at Harvard since 2003. Yeah, after having gotten your PhD there, so you've sort of done a bunch of circles yeah, in your yeah, life. Yeah, and and I and I also see, as I mentioned in the introduction, your your work、uh, on behalf of the U.S. National Academy of Engineering and and with the Chinese Academy of Engineering to have these joint meetings. In some sense, again, closing the circle on you know your your past and your present. Is that is that something you see that pattern yourself? Recently, I give a. Talk in China, a university, different university. 
to a broad audience, graduate students mostly. So I selected title called "Becoming a Scientist in the Time of Globalization." I see this as a pattern, not just myself. It's a pattern of a lot of people. Globalization has been going on, right? We have ships. You know, we don't even know who invented ships, right?、Mm-hmm. So、uh, we can probably isolate、uh, the incidents of who invented a train. That's yeah, yeah. more recent. Yeah, yeah. transportation. Uh, yeah, uh, train, uh, car, and internet. So, but if you think about it, the internet itself, it's totally new. So such a disruptive、uh, technology. Uh, of course, by now,、uh, its impact on science is already quite evident.、Mm-hmm. I think we probably haven't. No, I, I think we haven't really fully benefited、mm-hmm. from this technology、mm-hmm. yet. So、uh, there was a, 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 a great example. I recently read a book by the title、uh, something like a reinventing discovery, written by a physicist.、Mm-hmm. Basically, it says、uh, how internet. Will、uh, completely change how we do science.、Mm-hmm. One example、uh, impressed me. He said when Galileo first discovered the ring of Saturn,、mm-hmm. he did not publish it. Today we'll publish in Nature and Science, right?、Mm-hmm. He did not publish. He wrote little sentence to say what he discovered、uh-huh. using. Telescope,、sure. right? He was a yeah, yeah, one one of the inventors or earlier、uh, adopters of this that disruptive technology. He wrote a sen- short sentence to、yeah. describe this discovery, and then scrambled the letter in a funny way. Nobody can read, and sent this scrambled thing to four or five leading astronomers of his time.、Uh-huh. So it means、uh, people cannot claim credit if they rediscover it. This、uh, this phenomena. Also, other people cannot benefit from his discovery.、Right? He could sit on this, analyze this, theorize it, or do whatever. So it turns out that was a common practice during that period.、Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting part of the story was、uh, the printing revolution happened more than a hundred years ago. More than a hundred years ago. At that point, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So hundred years and first journal happened fifty years.、Uh, this is a transaction of a royal society happened fifty、uh, or hundred years later Galileo. after Galileo、yeah. did that. I guess the lesson is、uh, just because you have a disruptive technology like the printing,、mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you use it properly.、Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that.、Mm-hmm. For example, the internet. I don't think we use it properly、mm-hmm. today. We still have these city conferences. Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah, Why do you do that? Continuing to do what we used to do with a new tool. <laughs> Why do you、yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, so one concrete thing I just、uh, suddenly realized in recent uh, uh, weeks and months, I, w- I became incredibly busy. So I analyzed what causes this、uh, this、uh, activity. Mainly, it's on Skype. I had、uh, about ten、uh, collaborations、yeah. going on, separate collaborations with groups. In Asia, in Europe, in the United States, so for me, it, it only happened in recent several years, two or three years. It's、sure. very recent.、Sure. Of course, Skype existed only maybe five years ish,、uh-huh. so I wasn't too late, and I wasn't really conscious.、Uh, just a, this is not conscious decision. It's、yeah. just a, just a fall into that pattern. Yeah, you met somebody kind of interesting. We start a collaboration,、yeah. and we want to continue、uh, over the Skype. Right after one page, oh, we have one idea, more idea. Let's keep collaborating.、Yeah. 
Are you saying, I guess, <clears throat> to connect back to, to my question, yeah. with the internet and with the opportunities for, for yeah. communicating yeah. and maybe even trans, you know, moving physically from place yeah. to place, one is less tied to a particular location these days. Yeah. So one is literally everywhere at all times. Yes. So what's the, <clears throat> the idea with, with this collaboration between the two national academies of engineering? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the objective? What are, what are the purposes that you see? Oh, uh, it was started by somebody else. Uh, it was started by two uh, academies. So, and I was drafted to be the chair, but the academies had such good organization. Uh, we just need to get a little bit of feedback, mm -hmm. uh, input. So the objective of this uh, is just uh, uh, make uh, young engineers to meet uh -huh. in two countries. So I think this is actually very important, yeah. especially uh, between China and the uh, U.S., uh -huh. because uh, many people regard this as a next or already rivals. There's no so there's suspicion. To, yeah, there's suspicion. A, there's no uncertainty. Reason. We yeah. ha we have a common goal: yeah. pursue happiness. Yeah. Even though we didn't have uh, our constitution written that way. That way, uh -huh, uh -huh. But I think that's innate. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's somebody articulated better yeah. than other people. Uh -huh. So if you talk to ordinary Chinese, you cannot really find a real genuine difference between you know, Americans and Chinese. So anytime uh, I can recruit a Chinese students, I felt I, I did a service because the, uh, the harmony between these two countries mm -hmm. probably will define a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Is there enough? Uh, there's been, of course, a large number of students coming from East Asia yeah. and China and, and yeah. India and other yeah. countries to the U.S. to study yeah. a PhD. Is that uh, now reversing a little bit in the sense that might there be the possibility of American students traveling to China to get graduate degrees? There's some. I know there are exchange programs, but but they're not necessarily programs where you literally go for three four years to study. There's some. Yeah, yeah. it's not that popular yeah. yet. Do you know why? Oh, uh, oh, if you study engineering, of course, the United States is the best place. Uh -huh. You don't go any other place, uh -huh. right? You know, you know the answer. Engineering and science, you don't go any place just to study them. Uh, humanity, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not involved in that community. Yeah. I don't really know the numbers. Yeah. That seem to make sense. Business might make sense. Mm -hmm. But we have seen, uh, you know... Uh, Westerners are at Harvard uh, spend time and study Chinese. And yeah. They have a business plan or just cultural, fascinated by this big country. You started your faculty career at Santa Barbara and then spent a number of years at Princeton and now at Harvard. What, what's involved in that? You know, how do you make those kinds of career decisions as to whether you should stay in an institution or continue or switch to another one? How would you advise other people, young, young people who are starting out when it comes to these kinds of decisions? So, of course, I was uh, rather naive uh, when I was an uh, assistant professor. UC Santa Barbara in the 80s were rapidly going up uh, in materials. Material science now is ranked as a top program in the country. So I was uh, affiliated with that program, uh, had a partial appointment in that program. Materials department actually produced several Nobel Prize winners. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it was a good place. I did not know. So we had a very charismatic leader by the name Tony Evans. Uh, he founded that 
department, materials department. He was a founding chair. He created an environment collaborative. People share lab facility. Wasn't very important to me as a theoretician, but I probably collaborated with everybody as a junior person. Today, I would hesitate to advise young people to do that. There was an issue about credit. That's right. But at UCSB, nobody questioned me. So through the process, of course, I learned a lot of things. Then later, I learned it's it's uncommon to be so collaborative at a university, especially for a young person. So I was naive.、Uh, UCSB, UCSB was not regarded as、uh, the top tier engineering、uh-huh. place. In the initial years,、uh, I was、uh, asked to give、uh, presentations in many universities. A lot of young people get this kind of invitation, right? People want to find who are you.、Uh, yeah. So I got、uh, quite a few offers, or just say,、like, "Oh, are you interested?" For so, yeah, for positions.、Uh-huh. So、uh, one thing leads to another. So I moved to Princeton.、Yeah. So Princeton wasn't the first offer. Many discussions before that.、Mm-hmm. Of course,、uh, for an Asian at that time, going to Princeton was such a big deal. Yeah, I mean the name recognition and the institution's yeah, history. Yeah. And, yeah, even though in the United States, ah,、oh, why why do you go to Princeton? It's not known for engineering.、Mm-hmm. In particular, it's not known for material science.、Uh-huh. So, but I didn't appreciate these. So I wouldn't call this、uh, as a mistake. But I often wondered: Should I really? Does it really make sense for me to move to Princeton? It's a not clear case.、Uh-huh. But moving back to Harvard, it's very clear case.、Yeah. The reason is, you know, you're academic yourself. You know,、uh, the tradition of a discipline is very important. At Harvard, applied mechanics has a long and distinguished tradition.、Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means a lot of former students are distributed all over their universities, and they in turn will recommend their students to come back to Harvard. Princeton doesn't have that.、Mm-hmm. Princeton doesn't have that tradition of mechanics. In the same sense, Santa Barbara doesn't have that tradition. That tradition turns out to be very important. I see. So I didn't quite realize that is a one chief reason、uh, I should be considering. But Harvard is Harvard. The structure at Harvard is just a little bit different formally, I guess, from other institutions because you're in the school of、yeah. of、uh, is it engineering and applied sciences? Am yeah, I saying that yeah, right? Yeah.、Um, whereas in other places there will be departments of this and departments of that. Yeah. Does that encourage interdisciplinarity and collaboration? It certainly than, does. So nobody question you、uh, what you do for your research. But in terms of breaking down sort of these these、uh, sometimes artificial boundaries between disciplines, I mean, if you if you are in an environment that's a little、um, more welcoming of the similarities between your areas rather than the differences between them, that it might encourage、yeah. collaboration. But also, you said that that young faculty today, you would not necessarily advise them to do too much collaborative work in their formative years because they have to establish their own credentials. Personally, I still feel collaboration is a good thing,、yeah. even for young people.、Yeah. But I don't know how my other colleagues、uh, will feel. Actually, I know some colleagues don't feel favorable. Is it because it's harder to measure the contribution? But I mean, isn't that a failure of the system rather than? I mean, NSF and all these other organizations are clearly emphasizing interdisciplinarity.、Yeah. We have very successful centers <clears throat> and institutes at various institutions that rely on getting people together from different disciplines and、yeah. working collaboratively. Young people can learn from 
you know, as more established senior people, but then eventually <clears throat> take yeah. leadership. Yeah. It seems that the metrics are not necessarily in line with the goals and with the perceived opportunities. Yeah. I agree with uh, all uh, what you said. I think it's a mistake. However, we're also practical. Mm -hmm. If you already know quite a few of your senior colleagues mm -hmm. don't view this favorable, yeah. this could be an issue sure. with them. Then if you're a mentor of young person, Absolutely, you, yeah. you got to be responsible. And uh, uh, you, 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 you say collaboration is good, uh, especially certain kind of collaboration mm -hmm. really is very good. Mm -hmm. Because collaboration takes time as well. Mm -hmm. If you cannot get a lot of credit for certain collaboration, sure. probably can save it for later. Just focus mostly on your own scholarship. Yeah. Uh, I think this probably is more responsible advice at yeah. this moment. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the ideal is very clear. Collaboration is good. You get a lot of stimulation. So when I was a student, I published three papers. By myself, mm -hmm. uh, my advisor Hutchinson let me do that. This is in the in the eighties. Yeah, in in the eighties. Yeah. It turns out, uh, uh, in his generation, it's quite often. He said this to me himself. He spent a lot of time just by himself doing his own, his own research, work. Yeah, yeah. Own work. Yeah. At least in in my case, uh, I cannot speak for other people. In my case, I hardly spend any time do my own. Now, now, yeah, right? yeah. I are. Uh, spend uh, most of my time just a uh, conversation with uh, students sure. uh, every afternoon sure. so i find that more stimulating but yeah. when you were when you were a graduate student you were working on your own largely yeah uh, he was working on his things yeah. you obviously met and talked and yeah. he saw yeah. your work yeah. but he nevertheless felt that since this was really your work and your ideas and your paper right. he had no need yeah. Uh, nor was it necessary in any way for yeah. him to be a co-author right. on, on those right. papers. Right. I had the same experience actually with my own advisor. Yeah. Um, but I think today, the, again, with the metrics and everything, the, the system, and maybe not in yeah. your case, but, but also with, with you know, the funding situation and the pressures on a faculty member, yeah. um, you, you don't, you're not quite that generous anymore. One is not quite that generous anymore yeah. uh, when it comes to uh, just letting students yeah. go off and do their own thing and... Uh, yeah, it's more yeah, involvement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Which is probably good. Thought, I mean, it, no, it, I haven't thought good. about it. So yeah. I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah. You can also say the research style has changed. In, in some sense, we're more generous with our time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spend more time with students. Mm -hmm. uh, so actually, John Hutchinson made that observation, and now faculty seem to spend a lot more time with other colleagues, yeah. with uh, students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my case, also spend time online because uh, having large group of people on different locations to do research, that's very recent opportunity, right. very recent. It does mean you can do things you could not do otherwise. For example, I'm a theoretician. Mm -hmm. now, nearly all my papers now has experimental components. Mm -hmm. Nearly all my students are doing experiments. Mm -hmm. I don't even have a lab. So in old days, it's hard to, to imagine how, how you arrange this. But now we can do that. So I think it's a, just a different time. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a less generous. I haven't thought in those terms. I, I, uh, it seems to feel natural to me. Uh, do graduate students get the same opportunities that they used to, perhaps, to pursue their own line of thinking and, and their own ideas? I mean, you mentioned the, the effort that you had 
with your colleague where, where this graduate student at the time took leadership of this group yeah. and you built this proposal yeah. together. That seems to me to be a very creative process yeah, yeah, and, yeah. A, and a fantastic opportunity for yeah. the students to really yeah. excel and, yeah. and, and follow their own uh, ideas. But, but I also think maybe that that opportunity is not so common. Oh, I think it's so common uh, in, in the following form. For students, right, uh, when students first sign up uh, to do research with me, uh, of course, I throw ideas around mm -hmm. and look at that, mm -hmm. look at that, uh, this. Uh, but I immediately told me my ideas are old ideas. Mm -hmm. You need to read papers on sure. your own. And uh, then each time when we meet, I typically meet new students once a week or, or once every other week, uh -huh. each time one hour. So, and I hope uh, every time you come to see me, tell me one new story, some, some place you read, uh, a new paper. Uh -huh. Or you heard a seminar. Of course, most of these things are junk in the following sense. It's not necessarily ideas wrong. The idea is not new, just not interesting. The student doesn't have the experience sure, of sure. the field. Uh, I view this as a, as a, a way to uh, collaborate and also let student to determine uh, his or her own projects. Through this way, uh, students really correct my, my perceptions. Just, uh, just encourage students to define a new topic mm -hmm. or define a new sub-project within a main project. Mm -hmm. Many groups are quite large, uh, mm -hmm. involving more than one or two students. Yeah. So the funding doesn't have to, at least in my case, doesn't have to be, oh, you're supported by NSF on battery. You can only do battery. You cannot do anything else. That's no longer true anymore. Uh -huh. Well, I have a battery ground. I'll put several students on that. But of course, I don't have enough money to support that. But I have another grant. And these same several students also work on that as well. Mm -hmm. So each student maybe have a more broader exposure. Sure. I think one major difference still is now it's so easy for young students to read large number of papers mm -hmm. in many disciplines. And find the links between them, yeah. Uh, we, I think we're beginning to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have time, right? Yeah. But what we do have is experience. Yeah. So students can bring in, uh, you know, exciting things. Oh, here's a nature paper. And then you go, uh, the aspect related to us, mechanics, uh -huh. is not new. Or this is not something we can <laughs> really contribute you can make that kind of judgment for, uh -huh. for them. Professor Su, it's been a yeah. pleasure talking to you. Yeah. I appreciate you giving me your time this morning. Thank Thanks you, Harry. <laughs> this is Harry Dankovich, editor of Applied Mechanics Reviews. Thank you for listening to this Applied Mechanics Reviews audio interview with Professor Shigang Suo from Harvard University. Please remember to come back for more reflections on all aspects of applied mechanics research and professional engagement.